0: Liam Moltoni, welcome to Brewery Pro.
1: Hey, how are you? It's good to be here.
0: One of the things that we talk a little bit about on Brews News is, you know, malt is starting to come to the fore as an ingredient. And last year we saw Bintani and Joe White work together on what they called their signature malt, where they were looking at getting barley from, you know, some of the best barley that they could find in any growing year and then then malting it. Um, And... Last year we went to Tasmania for the malt, but this year we're in Victoria. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about the uh, the, the barley that was selected.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's an older variety known as uh, Bo Dan, which is a typical favourite of the malt house. Um, it's been used for many many years by um, by the maltsters. Um, this year it's a less uh, less grown variety by the growers. It was. Um, Sort of switched out for high high yielding varieties such as Spartacus and, and Compass. So this year when we found a parcel of Bodan, we were pretty excited because we know it malts really well and the brewers love it. So it, it was um, it was very exciting to the team of merchants here to um, get our hands on it. Now what makes this extra special is that it's in a in a part of the country that hasn't actually seen any malt quality barley for about three years. So we're talking about the northern Goldburn valley region up in a small town called Tangama. Um and this grower has experienced probably the lowest rainfall on record in the last 12 to 24 months and also some very hot temperatures over the harvest period which typically don't result in a high quality high quality barley and in, in this year he's managed to produce something really special and so it makes it even more exciting that we're seeing a great variety and we're also seeing it um seen it in such a tough area to grow and we brought it in and we tested it rigorously um, and it produced really good results really high quality malting results so we're really excited to be able to give this to the broom community
0: so how does that happen you know it it sounds like instinctively you would have thought that you know it would have been another year without malting quality barley what what is it did they change their variety this year or is it just one of those things that they just held their mouth right um you know and it was just dumb luck
1: oh absolutely it could be anything really and that's it this guy has grown bodan for uh, many years now several years on running and uh he's a typical sort of grower where they find something that works for them and they they keep growing it and usually it might go into the, the feed market and we might not see it on the brewing market but this year when he tested it it he just got lucky and it could come down to anything as much as timing um when he planted it there might have just been a break in the weather and uh we might have seen a slight rainfall and an easing of temperatures to allow it to germinate and then around harvest he might have harvested it on a dry day where there wasn't um you know pre those really hot days in december so he might have a bit a bit of luck and a bit of time and it all works out really
0: who'd want to be a farmer when there's that many things that are completely out of your control just beside the weather
1: Oh, don't get me started on the politics either because that's another story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually, the other interesting thing about what you just said is you know, there, there is all of this testing. You don't just look at a, a field of barley and go, right, that stuff's going to be good for us. There is a lot of testing that goes in to determine you know, what is going to be uh, malting barley in the first place and then you know, what makes it stand out as the signature malt that, that you want to you know, brand that way.
1: When we bring in some barley off the field and we want to test it to see if it's going to be a malt quality product, we look at five features, which is test weight retention, screenings, moisture levels, and protein levels. Now of those, the key is probably the protein levels because once you get into a higher protein range of say 12%, the malt may not germinate correctly. And you have trouble with the malting process and you wind up with a lower yield on the other end um, and a lower quality product. Another key one is the screenings. Now the screenings is basically everything that falls out the bottom of a sieve when you run it over a two mil sieve. And so that's your chaff and your husks and your stems and the bits and pieces that come in with the barley from a harvester that you don't necessarily want to malt because it's not going to taste all that good. And uh, we want to be able to produce the cleanest quality malt that we can. So from the field, that's the first thing that we look at before we bring it in. Now, on the other end, we got a few key pieces that the molsters are looking for. And we're talking about things like the malt extract. We're talking about how well it's actually malting in the, in the plants. And if we need to look at additives such as um, gillibrolic acid, which is GA um, and that helps uh, barley malt uh, quicker and better if it's a low uh, I guess a lower naturally molting capable variety. Um, so what we see these days with um, with farmers, they they're, they're aiming for higher yield products, so they're looking for these mm-hmm. newer varieties that are bringing higher yield, and sometimes they come with low, um, lower lower molten abilities as well, which can be a little bit of a problem for the molsters. Now. Bodan being a older variety, it was bred to produce high quality malt without the need of any additives. And the key from this piece is that we're all bringing this whole product from one farm and we're bringing it from only 400 hectares. So all of these batches that we're now malting, they're all going to be absolutely identical or as close as you can get. So when it gets to the brewer's side, Every bag they get is going to be very similar to the last one, so we're aiming for consistency and we're aiming for a high quality that we can continually deliver.
0: And, and I guess that's the interesting thing about a product like this is that you know, maltsters look at a certain range of specifications that factors in what the, the, the brewer is ultimately going to want, but it sort of works for them in the, in, in the malts, as a maltster. But for, for brewers, um, consistency is, is a huge part of what the brewers are trying to achieve
1: absolutely and consistency is key to delivering such a craft product you know you talk about your beers which are malt derived products and you talk about things like coffee which consistency is super important and anything that's an agricultural based product and they're trying to deliver a high quality product when you go and buy it next week you want the you want it to taste the same you want it to be you want it as a consumer you want it to be tasting the same and as a malt, and as a brewer you want to be able to produce consistently the same product so you don't need to change up too much in the brewing process and be able to keep delivering the same product at a high quality at a very high standard and that is another reason why um the product is being malted in smaller batches um we are we're it in i think about batches that are two-thirds the normal size and we're monitoring the quality much closer so we can deliver that consistency
0: the technical elements that, that you just spoke to are one element that brewers are looking for but i guess coming from the, the essentially two paddocks in northern victoria um mm-hmm. with, with traceability and regionality um adds to the story that brewers can tell not just you know the the, the, the physical ex- expressions of, of, of the product
1: oh absolutely yeah there's quite a story behind it being such a tough growing condition and still having a High product, high quality product such as this bow down that we're using, um, and the traceability element gives us the ability to pass that story on to the, you know, the brewers at the end of the day, and they can now say that this product we're making, or this, you know, whether it's used for distilling or brewing, likely brewing, but um, this product is coming from one farmer, and we can follow the, you know, the money all the way back to their pockets essentially, and they're they're better off for it, and we're getting a much better consistent product at the end of the day. Does a product
0: like Malt have a terroir? You know, we hear the wine industry talk about these mm. things. Does does Malt have a terroir?
1: I guess that's something that I'm very interested in as well. It's a very interesting topic. And in the past, we've not really been able to tell. It's been a bulk commodity, um, barley, where you pull it out of a system and you can't really tell where it comes from. The um, You know, a lot of breweries in the past have never being able to get that traceability. So if we were able to sort of offer this product and customers to use it and test it and suddenly they come back and say, you know, this has got some very specific flavours or specific characteristics about it. Where's it from? And then it, we're saying, well it's coming from Tungamar in northern Victoria. If you like it, you know, we've got more for now. Um and we can potentially look at what we can do down that path in the future. I mean, no promises obviously being a being a bulk handling uh, a bulk commodity and in the bulk handler system makes it a little bit tricky to source these things but the more grower facing business we do the more capable we are and uh the more ability we have to test that sort of theory that it does have those sorts of qualities
0: that's excellent now just before i let you go i need to ask your surname is maltoni and i believe that your (laughs) mates call you malt did you choose your career or did your career choose you
1: oh well i think it chose me um (laughs) I grew up on a potato farm actually down in uh, southwest WA. So, nothing to do with malt at the time. And uh, I guess I just stumbled into this role. So, very lucky and very appropriate. Well, malt's a better nickname than spud. <laughs> I've had both in my time. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: Liam, mate, thank you very much for uh, sharing a bit of time to uh, talk to us about the uh, 2020 signature malt.
1: No worries, mate. Thank you for having me.